this morning, and may the Lord do you good today. Hallelujah. Take up your Bibles. Let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 20. Matthew, chapter 9, verse 20. We'll look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 20, and we'll look at Luke chapter 8, verse 43. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20, and Luke chapter 8, verse 43. Matthew chapter 9, verse 21, all right? It says, and behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Verse 21, 21. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. The next verse, the next verse, 22. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verse 43. Luke 8, 43. Luke 8, 43. Luke 8, 43. Luke chapter 8, verse 43. Luke chapter 8, verse 43. Are you there? Luke 8, 43. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon, upon physicians. Okay. A woman, a woman, a woman. All right. A woman, a woman having an issue of blood 12 years. So we see a woman, then we see 12 years, then we see that she spent all that she had on medication and on medical doctors the bible says neither would be could be healed of any all right verse 44 came behind him she couldn't come in front because she felt unworthy so she came behind and touched the body of his garment and immediately the issue of blood stanched all right all right the issue of blood stanched and jesus said who touched me when all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude strung thee and pressed thee and says, Thou who touched me. All right, verse 46. And Jesus said, Somebody had touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. All right, verse. And the woman who saw that she was not healed, you know, she was not healed. Normally she was hiding, but now she was not healed. She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people, for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. So she had to explain, which means she was not, she was not qualified to touch. So she has to explain. And that was why she was trembling when she was talking. Verse 48. And he said unto her daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. Let's read the last verse, the last chapter of the last book. Mark chapter 5. Verse 25, Mark 5, 25, Mark 5, verse 25, Mark 5, 25, Mark 5, 25, Mark 5, 25, 
Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Mark 5, 25 says, And a certain, and a certain, and a certain, and a certain, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. A certain woman who had an issue of blood 12 years. Verse 26. 26, 26, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather it grew worse. So the more she was treating the matter, the more complex and complicated and difficult it became. The Bible says when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press, came in the press behind and touched his garment. And for she said, I may touch, but his clothes. I shall be made whole. All right. Then it says, and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. All right. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? All right. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude throng in thee, and says that who touched me? And, and he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. And, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what uh, was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. All right, and he said unto her daughter, Thy fate hath made thee whole, go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. The Lord bless his word, amen. Uh, this book of the Bible and this story of the woman with the issue of blood is such a very, uh, very interesting and very important. Uh, a very important uh, topic that uh, when you look at it and, uh, and try to also see the reason why uh, the synoptic gospel had to pick it up and uh, because the, when, I, when, we, when you hear synoptic it means that uh, a scripture or a verse or a book or books that talks about the same thing. So the synoptic gospel is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, not John, because John approached the scriptures from a different angle. It was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that talked about the birth of Jesus, but John came from a different angle. John says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Matthew talked about the birth of Jesus, Mark talked about the birth of Jesus, and Luke talked about the birth of Jesus, but John came from a different angle with different revelation. He said, in the beginning, in other words, the other disciples spoke about Jesus in his infantry stage, but John came with a revelation of who Jesus was even before he became the word. He says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and, and, and the same was in the beginning. But now we're looking at this synoptic. That's why I had to read it from three different books of the Bible. And it also talks about how important the issue of this woman was or is 
to our everyday life. You may not be, you may not be humorizing blood, but there is something that it keeps leaving you every day. Every time you leave your house, every day you communicate with people, every time you get into some matters and meet some issues, something goes out of you. We keep losing strength, keep losing relevance, keep losing importance. We keep losing who we are the more we interact with people. The more we meet life, the more we meet situation, we keep homeraging something important to us. We keep losing the life. So you may not be losing blood right now, but there could be something in your life that you're losing on everyday basis that you might not even know. But if you look at your life, when you started and where you are at the moment, you will realize that something has left you in one way or the other. So in life, whatever, no matter how good you are, whether you like it or not, from time to time, there are things that you will lose. If you don't lose money, you will lose your name. If you don't lose your name, you will lose your, your reputation. If you don't lose reputation, you lose a job. If you don't lose a job, you lose friends. If you don't lose friends, you lose people. There are several things that we keep losing. But here was a woman, the Bible says she kept losing blood for 12 good years. Uh, if it was the first time, I mean, the first time it started, I believe she said to herself, this is normal. You know, I just lose blood as every woman goes through the same thing. In the first month, it was there. The second month, it continued. The third month, it continued. The fourth month, it continued. She kept losing blood every day until it got to the sixth month. It got to the seventh month, got to the eighth month. It became one year. One year become two years. Two years became three years. Three years became four years. Four years became five years. I mean, it is good when you are losing things and you are still getting things, you know. You can be losing on one side and getting on the other side. That will encourage you to keep moving. If you're losing blood on this side and you have money to eat or you have money to go to the hospital to get some blood, at least you can manage, you know. If you're losing blood on this side and you're able to eat nice food that can give you blood, that's okay. But then it's bad when you are losing blood and you are not able to get blood. It is bad when you're losing people and you're not getting people. It it is bad when you're losing your name, you're losing your, 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 your respect, you're losing your money and you're not making money. You are losing everything. The more you lose these things and you are not able to get them, you start depleting and you start finishing up and out of the blue, before you know it, you are gone. Before you know it, you are finished. So the woman kept losing everything until now she was not just losing blood, now she began to lose money. The Bible says she spent all her livelihood on physicians. All the money that she was saved, that she had saved, all her savings began to deplete gradually because uh, she wanted to get better. Everything you have, you can give for your health. Everything you have, you can, you can sacrifice just to get better. So the woman kept sacrificing her money until the money was finished. Her investment was finished. Okay, now she started selling properties. She could sell her shoes and sell her clothes after that her wear was finished now she went and started selling her kitchen utensils she sold the dishes and she sold the microwave she sold the fridge she sold everything and all those ones were finished and now she was gone she was broke she had no money anymore because she wanted to get better the Bible says she spent all that she had on physicians and she could not get better which means every time somebody would tell her there is a medical doctor in town if you can meet 
meet this medical doctor. She, he's a specialist. I mean, he's a very good doctor. He's a good gynecologist and he will help you. And the woman will go, they will give her the price and she will pay the money, hoping that she will get better. But when she gets home, the situation escalates. The situation goes to the next level. So she kept losing blood and kept losing money and kept losing everything. And now she was not just losing money anymore. She started losing herself. She lost her respect. She lost her dignity. She lost her name. She lost who she was because now nobody wanted to relate with her anymore because they saw the kind of blood that comes out of her and how she smells every time she passes. And number two, apart from the way people would treat her because of the smell, according to the law of Moses, when a woman is bleeding, she is termed unclean and she must stay outside the camp until she is clean that she can come among the people because if she's in the camp, she will make God to be angry with the people and God can even start killing people because they are unclean. So the first thing is that she had to deal with her smell. The second thing, she had to deal with how people perceive her. She has to deal with how people looked at her. She has to deal with the names that they call her unclean. The third thing she had to deal with, she had to deal with anemia. When you lose blood, you become anemic and when you lose anemic, you become pale. When you become pale, you lose strength, you lose vitality, you lose vigor, you lose energy. So she lost all of this thing and she couldn't even stand. You know what it means to lose blood for one week, for two weeks, for three weeks. Here was a woman who lost blood for 12 good years. And what is 12? 12 is a number of government. So instead of this woman ruling and being in charge, she was struggling with a situation. Have you been there? Where you have been given privileges and opportunities but instead of you enjoying the opportunities, you are struggling with a health issue. You are struggling with one issue or the other. She came to a season of government. She came to a season to reign. She came to a season to be in charge but she couldn't reign because instead Instead of her taking care of and taking charge of her environment, she was busy taking tablets. She was busy going from one doctor to another. She was busy trying to survive and trying to make ends meet. She was busy trying to get herself and to help herself and to become better. She came to her turning point, but she couldn't turn around because she was dealing with hemorrhage. She was dealing with a sickness. She was dealing with losing blood. She was dealing with her stench. She was dealing with the what people look at her, how people treat her. She was dealing with all kinds of emotions that was coming around her. The fourth thing that I observed that this woman had to go through is that she had lost family members. She lost her friends and she lost relationship. I don't know if she, if she, if she was married but she lost her husband too in the process. And the fourth thing or the fifth thing I observed about this woman is that she lost her name in the process. That is why the Bible says a certain woman a woman came from nowhere. No name was given. The situation swallowed her name. The situation swallowed her reputation. The situation swallowed her image. Her life was swallowed by the trouble. The issue of blood is not her name. But because the problem lingered for too much, for too long, so for them to identify her,
her, they will have to call her by her trouble. There are people that can only identify you by your issue. They identify you like the person with the name, with the issue that you are going through. Issue of blood was not her name, but her name was swallowed up by the issue of blood. I don't know who I came to talk to this morning. I don't know what has swallowed your name and swallowed your reputation. I don't know what has swallowed your image and swallowed your destiny. That was what the woman was going through. So when you want to talk about that, you say, can't you remember that woman? Theologians tells us that the name of the woman is Veronica. But the woman's name was not mentioned, so I wouldn't say Veronica because it's not in the Bible. But you know something? Her name was swallowed up by her trouble and by her situation. Let's assume her name is Veronica, but here comes a woman that has a name, but her name was not mentioned in the Bible, only a situation, because of the trouble that she was undergoing. And her name was swallowed, her image was swallowed, her power was swallowed, her destiny was swallowed. All people could see was issue of blood. The woman was struggling with a complicated problem, a problem that doctors could not find out. I know when a woman bleeds for too long, they say maybe she has cancer of the womb or cancer of the uterus. But now they checked her all through. They couldn't find the cause of the trouble. But the woman kept from a raging. She kept losing blood and she did not know what to do. So she came to a point in her life where she said, you know what? Let me just go home and just stay at home. And there was nobody to encourage her. There was nobody to talk to her. There was nobody to tell her, listen, it's going to be okay. Because you couldn't even sit with her because of the smell that was coming out of her. No friend, no neighbor, nobody was able to talk to her because she was alone. And one time she was in the house and she was asking herself, Lord, how am I going to come out of this? And she heard a noise and, and when she heard the noise, she knew that it was only Jesus who could pull such crowd. And she said to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, nobody was there to talk to her. Nobody was there to motivate her. Nobody was there to speak to her. She had to self-motivate. She had to speak to herself and tell herself, I am going to touch the hem of his garment. Listen to me, there is something about you being sick and tired of what you are troubling, what you are going through now. When you become sick and tired of what you are going through, that is when a miracle is about to happen to you. But as long as you keep romancing your trouble, as long as you keep, uh, you keep, you keep, you keep uh, retouching your trouble and, and covering your trouble, the Bible says, he that covered his sin shall not prosper. But until you say, now I'm ready to break out of this, you will not be able to get to where you ought to get to. The woman said, I'm tired of this trouble. I'm tired of losing blood. I'm not going to doctors anymore. As a matter of fact, I don't even have money to give to any doctor anymore. I need Jesus to touch me now. And the Bible says she went out. Now for her to go out to meet Jesus, she had about four mountains to face. Number one, she had to face the fact that Moses said, if you come 
out while bleeding you are unclean and you should be stoned to death so she had to face that fear the second fear she had to face is when I walk among the people they will feel my smell what would they say about me the third fear she had to face she had to face the fear of being stepped on and killed in the process the fifth one she had the fourth one she had to face she had to face the fact that she was unclean and Jesus may not even have time for her Jesus might even reject her because she was unclean but all of this fear kept bombarding her heart and my mind but she said you know what let me go there if I perish I perish I rather die trying than to die sitting down here I rather die trying than to die complaining and she made up her mind and she said I'm going anyway if the people will kill me let them kill me if they will reject me let them reject me if they will close their nostrils for me let them close it I don't care but what I want is that I need a miracle I've heard of this Jesus giving people miracle and today I need my person as well and the Bible says she stepped out of the house before you can get a miracle from God you have to step out of your comfort zone you have to step out of where you are you have to step out from your pity party and tell yourself I don't need nobody to tell me sorry anymore I'm stepping out of this boat and I'm taking this bull by the heart I'm going to get my miracle the Bible said the woman stepped out I believe when she came out of the house people started closing their nose she said close your nose for all I care but what I know is I'm going to get my miracle today they said no she's smelling she said that's your business I know I'm going to get my miracle today the Bible said she stepped out when she stepped out of the house she looked at the crowd the crowd was intimidating but she said this crowd won't intimidate me because my mind is made up listen when somebody tell you something you can change your mind but when you are the one that makes up your mind nobody in hell can make you change your mind she said my mind is made up and I'm going to meet the master she said the crowd may kill me but I'm going to try my best now the fifth thing that she had to struggle with she was anemic she had no blood there was no strength in her how am I going to push through this crowd how am I going to walk through this crowd but there is what is called determination determination is your ability to go against the wind to go against the storm that is determination a man who is decisive is a man that hell cannot be down a woman who has made up a man no matter the storms of life nothing can quiet you nothing can silence you let me preach to somebody that God is calling you into the place of determination if you have made up your mind to serve God your trouble cannot change you am I talking to somebody here if your mind is made up to serve the Lord no matter the storms you meet if your mind is made up to follow Jesus no matter what you face in the future nothing will stop you if your mind is made up to prosper no matter what happens you will surely make it in life let me talk to decisive believers here in the name that is above every other name what you make up your mind to become 
you shall become it. I said you shall become it. I said you shall become it. Whatever you made up your mind to become, you shall become it in the name of Jesus. 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 She looked at the crowd, but she refused to be intimidated by the crowd. She said, I'm going. And the Bible says she went to the press. And when she got there, she began to find a way. When she met the first one, the man said, ah, you are smelling. He said, that's your business. He met the second one. The man said, ah, you are unclean. He said, that's your trouble. She met the third one. They said, ah, you don't have a degree. He said, is that your business? She met the fourth one. They said, you can't, you, 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 your, your skin color is different from my color. She said, that's your business. She kept pressing and pressing until she finally got there. Those who say, if I perish, I perish, don't perish. Those who say, if I perish, I perish, don't perish. Am I talking to somebody here? The Bible said when she got there, and the Bible said she stretched her hand, and she touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. When she touched the hem of his garment, listen, all along people have been touching her. All along doctors have been touching her. All along medication has been touching her. All along injection has been touching her. All day that touched her could not get her better. But now she touched Sometimes it's not what touched you that makes you better. It is what you touch. It is not what touched you that makes you great. It is what you touch. Let me ask you a question today. What are you touching? What are you touching? What are you touching? Are you touching men? Are you touching things? Or you are touching God? Am I talking to somebody here? People can touch you. They can try to help you. But they cannot really help you. Until you touch the heart of God. Until you touch God. You cannot get help from God. She went and she touched the hand. Of the garment of the master. When she reduced the volume a little bit, when she touched the hem of the master, the Bible says right away the pool of blood dried up. For everyone under the sound of my voice, you need to touch the master. You need to touch the master. You need to touch the master. For your blood to dry up, you need to touch the master. Am I talking to somebody here? When she touched the master, the Bible says instantly the pool of blood dried up. I don't know what you are losing. I don't know the tap that is open in your life that is making you lose everything you gain. You get a friend today, you lose it. You get money today, you lose it. You get a job today, you lose it. You get this today, you lose it. Because that is a tap that is opening you. But let me give you a good news today. God has the ability to close that tap, to close that aperture, to close that opening so that you stop losing what is yours. I pray for you today that you are losing nothing anymore. You are losing nothing anymore. 
you are losing nothing anymore you will not lose what is yours you will not lose what god gives to you you will not lose what you have you will not lose what you have you will not lose what you own i pray for you today that you are losing nothing anymore tell your neighbor you are losing nothing tell your neighbor you are losing nothing tell your neighbor you are losing my god my god my god when she touched the hem of his garment the bible says right away virtue went out of jesus do you know there is a kind of faith you have that can draw anything you want from god ah, there's a kind of faith you have that god cannot say no to your request the woman came with that fight. Abadiah came with that fate. And when she touched the hem of his garment, the Bible says instantly the blood stopped flowing. And Jesus felt that something had gone out of him. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When Jesus said, Who touched me? Peter said, Lord, I think you've lost your mind. Because everybody's pressing you. How come you're saying, who he said, I perceive. He said, everybody's pressing me. But only one person has touched me. That is why we can all be in church. But only few people can be in touch. Only few people can touch the hem of the garment of the master. The Bible said, Jesus said, somebody has touched me. Let me demonstrate something here. Stand here for me, son. Stand here for me. Stand here. Look this way. Face this way way you come 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 here stay here face stand behind him face this way who can join me come 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 here come here come here come here and she and stand here and and all that i need one more person one more person who can come who can come one more person come for me come stand behind her now you see you see this was this was jesus here and, and okay this was jesus here and this was the crowd so every one of them was facing this way and they were going because the bible said jesus Jesus came behind and touched the hem of his garment and the Bible said Jesus did what he turned. So here was Jesus. Here was the woman who came late. She came late and she was at the back. She came late and nobody saw her. But somewhere, somehow she was able to move and touch the hem of Jesus' garment. When she touched Jesus' garment, Jesus turned. Everybody turned. Everybody turned. Everybody turned. Now she was the last but she became the first. Anytime God turns to you, it is your turn. For I turn around. She was behind, but when Jesus touched, the first shall be the last, and the last. My God, my God, my God, my God. Let me pray for you. Jesus is about to turn for you. And I tell you, when he turns for you today, everything will turn around in your life. When he turns to you today, those who back you, they will face you. Those who think that there is nothing good about you, they will see the glory of God in you. Come on, somebody say, I'm turning now. I say I'm turning now I am no longer at the back I have taken the front I am no longer being laughed at I am the one that everybody will celebrate the Bible said Jesus turned to her now watch this the Bible says when she saw that she could no longer hide herself she saw that she could no longer hide remember before this time all she had to do was to hide 
people will call me names people will say I'm smelling people will say I'm unclean all she did was hide herself but when Jesus turned to her she could no longer hide herself you will no longer be hidden the Bible says you are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden I pray for you whatever covered you before shall cover you no more 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 in the name of Jesus She knew that she was no longer hidden. The Bible says she came trembling. Why was she trembling? Because according to the law of Moses, she had no right to touch a holy man like Jesus. But you know what? In those days, when you are unclean, you touch a clean thing, that thing becomes unclean. But when Jesus comes, when you are unclean, you touch him, you become clean. That is what we call grace. In those days, you can transfer uncleanness to something. But when you touch God, hey, Makadabaya, Eleborodosata, when you touch God with your trouble today, God does not become troubled. He actually deals with your trouble. When you touch God with your problems, God does not have problems. Your problem disappears. When she saw she could no longer hide, the Bible says she came and she told Jesus what had happened. And Jesus looked at her and Jesus says, Daughter, Remember she was called a woman. What is a woman? A woman is just a gender. It just shows that you are female. But when she taught Jesus, Jesus, you are not just an ordinary woman. You belong to a family. You are a daughter. Ay, 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 ay. David says, when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord shall pick me up. I don't know who forsook you. Some of you, you have been cut out of your family. And it's like you don't belong to anywhere. But Jesus calls you daughter. Come on, somebody say, I'm a daughter of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. The world may reject me. But Jesus calls me a son. The world may not need me. But Jesus calls me a daughter. The world may laugh at me. But Jesus calls me a son. In other words, Jesus gave her identity. Somebody say identity. Somebody say identity. Somebody say identity. When you meet God, you gain identity. When you meet God, you recover your name. When you meet God, you recover your image. When you meet God, you recover what you lost in the process. Am I talking to somebody here? Whatever you have lost, you are recovering. Whatever you have lost, you are recovering. Whatever you have lost, you are recovering. In fact, I see you recovering right now. I see you recovering already. I see you recovering, recovering. You are recovering what you lost in the battle. You are recovering what you lost in life. You are recovering what the enemy stole from you. Somebody say, I recover. 
Now watch this. When she came, Jesus says, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. You know that was losing blood made her half. You didn't get what I just said. Losing blood did what? Made her half. Losing her property did what? Made her half. Losing money did what? Made her half. So she was just a half woman walking in the street. But when Jesus met her, he said, your faith has made you whole. The word shalom means the peace of God. It means nothing missing, nothing broken. So when he said go in peace, in other words, go in the shalom of God and everything that you have ever lost, whatever made you half is being dealt with right now. You are recovering everything. You are getting back what was stolen from you. You are getting back what the enemy took from you. You are getting back what the enemy covered from you. Somebody say, I'm recovering. Say, I'm no longer half. I'm no longer half. I'm not a half man. I'm not a half woman. I'm not a half boy. I'm not a half girl. Whatever makes you complete, God is giving it back to you. Whatever makes you complete, God is giving it back to you. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Whatever makes you complete, God is giving it back to you. Say whatever makes you complete, God is giving it back to you. Can I preach for the next two minutes as I close? In the name that is above every other name. Whatever makes you a complete man, God is about to bring it back to you. I know the last time they saw you, you were half. I know they mocked you because you were half. But in the name of Jesus, God is making you fool again. I know they called you a fool. But God is making you fool. Uh, did you hear what I'm talking about right now? I know they called you a fool. But Jehovah God is making you fool. I prophesy to you right now that you are coming back complete. You are coming back full. You are coming back organized. You are coming back on fire. When the woman left the house, they mocked her, they laughed at her. But when she came back home, she came back a different person. When she left the house, she left the house broke. But when she came back, she came back loaded. When she left the house, she left the house bleeding. But when she came back, she came back completely healed. When she left the house, she left the house striking. But when she came back, she came back a celebrity. I don't know who I'm talking to, but in the name of Jesus, the same way you were is not the way you will remain. The way you used to be is not the way you will remain. Lift up your hand and shout hallelujah. In Acts of Apostles chapter 1, the Bible says when Jesus was taken up to heaven, the disciples stood and they were looking at him while he was going. And an angel appeared unto them and said, you men of Galilee, why are you standing here gazing and looking at Jesus? He said, this same Jesus you see going, he's coming back, but he's not coming the same way he's going. Am I talking to somebody here? God will always change your comeback. Your comeback will be better than your setback. I am not 
Shalabadaya. Your comeback will be better than your go down. Whatever you lost in life, God is going to restore you. Whatever you lost in life, God will restore you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen. When we go for battle, while you are fighting, you know we are all in battle. How many of you know that we are all in battle? You are all in battle. That's why the Bible says, for the weapons of our warfare are not cannon, but they are mighty too. So we are going through battle. We are fighting. But in the process, some people end up losing who they are. You end up losing your cool. You end up losing your character. Am I talking to somebody? Somebody can be very good, but by the time they are done fighting battles, they become very bitter and very angry. They become very bad and very wicked. They become very stingy and very hard. Am I talking to somebody here? But anything that you go through, make sure you don't lose who you are. Whatever battle that you go through, make sure you don't lose who you are. When the woman was done with the battle, she came back and everybody saw that she was a woman, but now she is a daughter. Somebody here, you belong to a family. You belong to the family of God. And therefore you have a future. You have a destiny. You have a life. People may write you off but God has not written you off. People may not like you but God likes you. People may not need you but God needs you. People may hate you but God loves you. Am I talking to somebody here? Everything that she lost, ladies and gentlemen, she came back as a daughter. She left troubled, but Jesus said, Go in peace. She was in pieces, but when she met Jesus, she left in peace. God can turn your pieces into peace. God can turn your trouble into blessing. God can turn your warfare into welfare. God can turn your tears into joy. Somebody say, I'm going in peace. Come and say it, I'm going in peace. Say, I'm going in peace. I'm going in peace. I'm no longer troubled. I am no longer on the ground. I am no longer afraid. I am no longer scared. I am going in peace. There were seven things that made this woman get a miracle. Number one, she was determined. Number two, number two, she believed that if she could touch, she will be touched. Number three, she closed her ears and her eyes to how people or what people have to say about her. Number four, she was not intimidated. She refused to be intimidated by the crowd. In that crowd were lawyers and doctors. In that crowd were businessmen and women. In that crowd was matter millionaires. The woman had nothing, but she refused to be intimidated. Somebody say after me, I refuse to be intimidated. Say it one more time, I refuse to be intimidated. Say, I refuse to be intimidated by the crowd. I refuse to be intimidated by the crowd. Number five, she believed that if she goes this way, she's coming back better. 
Listen, never come to church any day just like ritual. Come to church as if you are having an encounter with God. It is your revelation of church that transforms you. Don't just come to church because it's Sunday morning. Come to church because you know you have a relationship and an appointment with God. She believed that. Number five thing or number six thing that this woman saw. She saw that she, she, she was tired of the level she was at. She was tired of the level of taking tablets and depending on doctors and losing everything she had. She made up her mind that you know what? I am going there and I'm going to get my miracle. And she was tired of the level that she was. Until you are tired of your level, you will never leave that level. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? The seventh thing this woman saw, she saw herself healed already even before she left. She saw herself blessed already even before she left. Am I talking to somebody here? She knew that as soon as I live here, I'm not coming back the same way I left. Her mindset was affected. She said, I know I am troubled, but I refuse to allow my mind tell me lies. I'm going to get my stuff and I'm not coming back until I get my stuff. And when she came back to the house, everybody knew that she had met the Lord. When she left, remember, she was anemic and she was frail. She was pale. She was weak and she was staggering and dizzy. You know, when you don't have blood, all these are the things that happens to you. But you know what? When Jesus said, go, your faith has made you whole. Instantly, not like the blood only stopped. Everything she lost, she recovered. Alabadaya. Instantly, what happened is that the bleeding stopped. The paleness disappeared. The frailness disappeared. The dizziness disappeared. Instantly. Oh my God. Today, I pray for you. Instantly, something will happen to you. Instantly, something will happen to you. Instantly, God will intervene in your life. Instantly, heaven will show up on your behalf. Instantly, a blessing shall come upon you. Instantly, God will make you smile again. Instantly, you shall jump for joy. Instantly, joy is coming to your house. Somebody say, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Say, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready for my instant miracle. I'm ready for my instant visitation. I'm ready for my instant increase. I'm ready for my instant blessing. Is that somebody here that is ready now? You are ready for a blessing. You are ready for a touch. You are ready for a breakthrough. You are ready for a lifting. You are ready for a change of story. You are ready for joy. You are ready for celebration. My God will give it to you. 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 I don't know how long you've been bleeding. I don't know how long you've been losing. I don't know how long you've been crying. One is one year, two years, three years, four years, five years. It is inconsequential. God says anytime I meet you, that 
is the day your life begins. Any day God meets you, it doesn't matter how long it has been. Any day you meet the Lord is the day your life begins. Let me talk to you. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. No matter how old he is, all things are passed away. And behold, all things are become new. Let me talk to you right now for the next three minutes that no matter what you have lost, no matter how long you've been in trouble, no matter what the problem is, God has a solution for you. God have a solution for you. God have a solution for you. God have a solution for you. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Do you know why I say you clap? The reason I say you clap is because right now the host of heaven just descended into this house. I, I'm telling you, I just saw them. That's why I say clap for Jesus because they just entered now and they are ready to restore. They are ready now to restore unto you what you had lost. You have lost your life. You have lost your joy. But God says to tell you, you are recovering now. You are recovering. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are recovering. You are recovering. You are recovering. You are recovering. Hey, Shadabaya. You are recovering. No matter what you lost. You are recovering. No matter what you lost, you are recovering. No matter what you lost, you are recovering. You are recovering. You are recovering. You are recovering. No matter what you lost, you are recovering. No matter where you are, you are recovering. No matter how much you've cried, you are recovering. No matter how down you are, you are recovering. No matter what has happened to you, you are recovering. No matter where you are, you are recovering. Recover your health. Recover your life. Recover your money. Recover your name. Recover your life. Recover your destiny. Recover 